evening. <laughs> Starting uh, a new subject. It's not entirely new. We've covered parts of it uh, before over, over the years, but not necessarily focused um, in, in such a way. Um, the concept of liability and responsibility between employment, employers, employees, um, professionals, etc. So it's not only employees, it's also kabbalonim. In other words, if you would hire a professional, where you're not necessarily employing them, as in they're not coming on your books, but you're hiring them to do a specific job, whether you're paying them for the job, you're paying them for the time, etc. In various different areas there. And there are certain areas where the normal halachic gedorim of a person's responsibility as far as if damage happens which is indirect whether that is something which the person who caused it will be chayev or not chayev there's, there's room to stretch the normal parameters of a person's obligations in a number of these different scenarios so just, just to cast your mind back I don't know if he's eight, eight years ago back should mamish be fresh in most of your mind um, we learned the sugi of Maradin and Meshulchani maybe longer than that time flies in having fun forgive me for feeling young um, and in the sugi of Maradin and Meshulchani let's do a little bit of Chazorah of that in the sugi of Maradin and Meshulchani we came across a concept where there were a few different Steps to Maradin Shulchani. We had the concept, the, the classic scenario, Maradin Shulchani Pshutik Mashmoy, is where a person shows a coin to a banker who's meant to be qualified to speak, give a professional opinion on the validity of the coin, is it genuine, is it counterfeit? And basically, what's happening in the, in the scenario is that Reuben's coming to pay Shimon back a debt with a coin. And Shimon when he receives his coin, he's wiping out the debts, he's giving back the shtachov, and he wants to make sure he's getting the real deal. He wants to make sure he's definitely getting paid with, with a coin that's genuine. So he goes to Levi, who's a shulchani, who's a banker, who's meant to know his coins. In those days, bankers dealt with coins. And um, and he says, you know, this is a coin, can you tell me is this genuine? And, and Levi says, yeah, it's genuine. And so therefore, based on that, he invalidates the choyv, gives back the debt, etc., and it transpires that the coin wasn't valid. It wasn't valid. So the Gemara discusses exactly in what way wasn't it valid, and what was the scenario? Was it counterfeit? Was it that they had been valid and now have been cancelled? Was it the Shulchan's fault? Was he to know, etc.? Various different scenarios and spin-offs there. And the Gemara, I, I don't intend necessarily going through all those sugars again inside. We did cover it at the time, so everyone sure remembers it clearly. Um, however. However, we came out with the Gemara, from the Gemara, from the Sugya, with, with a few different Gedorim. So one of the Gedorim we had is that if a Mumcha is giving an opinion for free, so if he's a Mumcha who's entitled to give an opinion, nowadays everyone thinks they're entitled to give an opinion, right? But, but if he's Taka Mumcha who is entitled to give an opinion and he's doing it for free, so as long as he wasn't mummish, reckless, you know, completely negligent in what he said, he won't be liable for anything mistake he may have made. If he's a person who's not a mumcha, and he's acting as if he's a mumcha, like people like to do, 
So then, Fakets, he'll be Chayav, because that is Pshia. It's Pshia, talking about something you know nothing about, giving advice you know nothing about. Warren gives certain requirements, it needs to be clear that the person's relying on your advice, because sometimes people just go around asking lots of different opinions, they're not necessarily relying on that one, therefore, I didn't really have to make sure I got it 100% right, because it's just a shoes, you know, over drinks, or whatever the scenario is. I say over drinks because that is the, actually, there's a test law over a professional who over drinks gives an opinion and legally he would not be uh, 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 legally he w- if he's giving it in a professional capacity even for free I think he's chayv um, there's different China what's called professional capacity basically can a professional take the hat off uh, you know do you ever stop being professional is a question that Zionim have um, but but coming come back to the Nukudza so there that was when one wasn't being paid when one was being paid then we come to a scenario which you're all familiar with in Hilcha Shomim. In Hilcha Shomim, we're all familiar with the difference between Hashem Esocha and Hashem Echinom. Hashem Echinom is one who is looking after the item for free and therefore he's only chayav for negligence. Hashem Esocha is one who's paid to look after the item and therefore he's chayav even for Geneva Aveda, which means anything short of an onus, anything short of mamish, something beyond his control in any way, shape, or form, he will be chayav for. And then that's where we came across the concept that a professional who's paid is like a shemesach. It's like a shemesach, and therefore a shemesach will be chayv. He'll also be chayv. Now let's analyze that for a minute. If a person causes damage directly, then they're chayv in mazik. You don't need to be a shema to be chayv. You're chayv because you're mazik. You're mazik who did hezek. Other mazik is chayv. If a person causes indirect damage, then normally mehilchas mazik, you're not going to be chayv. Right? You're not going to be chayv. However, if you have got some kind of achrayas, some kind of responsibility on you, then you can be chayv even without causing that hezek. And the classics now be a shomer. Because a shomer, as we've mentioned many times before, I always give this marshal because I think it brings it out very clearly. If I'm in your house, and on my way out, I don't close the front door properly, and you're there. So I was never a shomer. Right? And because of that, Chas Shomer Gano comes in and takes something from by the front door. I'm not chayv. Not Menadin. Because it wasn't guaranteed to happen. Maybe you would have found the front door open and closed it in time. Who said somebody would have tried to come in? It's not Bori Hezeka. It's not Miyad. It's not all the different boxes which you need to tick for Garmi, even you don't have. And therefore it's Grama. It's Pasha Grama and the front Potter. If I'm a Shema on your house, I'm house sitting for you, and I leave the front door open, and someone comes in and takes something from in the house, I'm Chayv. For the same action which I didn't do anything. Exactly the same two actions. I'm chayev. Why am I chayev? Because I'm a chori. I'm liable. I've accepted a certain degree of liability. And therefore I'm not chayev within mazik. I'm chayev within shomer. In other words, to be clear and, and make the distinction because it's going to be negar in a number of different areas. I'm not chayev because the Torah makes me chayev for my actions. I'm chayev because there's been a heskim. There's been a contractual obligation, verbal or, or written obligation and undertaking between the two parties, the owner and the shomer, whereby I'm undertaking to be liable for this, for the metalkin, for whatever it might be. So therefore, because I've undertaken liability, that's what's make, that's what makes me liable. So if that's the case, that the reason why I'm hired because of what I've undertaken, then, then there's much more room to bring in certain legal assumptions than there is if I'm chayv in mazik. If I'm chayv in mazik, then I'm chayv whatever the Torah makes me chayv for. 
as we mentioned many times before, the concept of dinner machus dinner, when does it apply, when doesn't it apply, exceedingly long in Shulchanach and the Torah and the Nosekim, etc. But we've always gone with a very simple, and obviously there's always exceptions too, but with a very simple approach, which is, and maybe it's sometimes too dumbed down, but let's go still with this approach, any interpersonal relationship, any interpersonal scenario between two Yidin has got nothing to do with dinner machus Right, the classic scenario being uh, Yerusha, we don't say because Yerusha min Atayra, a daughter inherits therefore, for a daughter inherits uh, sorry, a daughter inherits, therefore min Atayra, a daughter inherits when they're sons, we don't say that because says the Rasha, and came but Salta called in Atayra we don't need to go to Cheshire Mishra for 13 years go to law school right, right? Elamai, that's not the case that between two years and got nothing to do with anyone else we go to the Atayra however however when there's, and that's true when it comes to Hilchas Mazik, right? Because a Mazik is only Chayim within Torah. When the reason why you're Chayim is because it's been a contractual obligation between two parties, that means there's a coming together, uh, an agreement between two parties, then the question comes in, ah, there's been an agreement. What was the agreement? And the agreement wasn't only what was said or what was written, it's also what was implied. And the moment you have the concept of implied terms, that's the moment you have to start analyzing a lot more what's the minic? What is the minic in this place? What's the custom in this place? What's the prevalent custom in this place? Because the prevalent custom in the place is normally what we assume are the implied terms unless stated otherwise. Right? So because the reason why you might be chayev, although terms and conditions are terms and conditions agreed between two parties, it's not because the Torah is making chayev, it's because there's been a haskim. Yes, the Torah might tell us that when you're paid, you're accepting more liability than when you're not paid. And when you're sure, it's kolan or shaloi. But the Torah, the way the Mi'i explains it, we mentioned a number of times, is that the, the, the Torah is telling you what minastam a person accepts upon himself uh, as far as liability is concerned. But at the end of the day, minig can have a big impact on this. And when we say minig, what can have a big impact on minig? The law. Because the law of the land often, hopefully, is kept by people in that land and therefore that becomes the accepted <coughs> situation the accepted terms and conditions so therefore even if you're not commented we're not commented in Machusil but the law makes the minig and the minig now becomes minastam unless you stipulate otherwise so classic scenario which I always tell you is maternity leave right you can uh, on this I don't know that you have to say so you can check Shas Pavli Yushalmi Paskim you won't find anywhere the concept of maternity leave and yet every best in the land would recognize that if you hire a lady and she goes off now to have a baby she's entitled to maternity leave where this comes out that the reason is because the minigenokuzdinmachusa would be if a person were to be masne mitzchilo right that you're not entitled to maternity leave legally that would not be valid because it's masna mashukosabu you court of human rights so it's bottle Halachically, you're not chayim din din machus, so you're chayim midin minik, and therefore it's assumed and implied. And if both parties would agree to that marriage, that you don't get it, then you don't get it, because you're not chayim midin din machus, you're chayim midin minik, and this is the minik, this is implied, right? So in other words, I mean, I mean, it's interesting because you know, if she, if she was saying I wasn't aware. No, no, it has to be specified. Yeah, I mean, yeah, meaning she's, she's it can only be said because otherwise that's the minik, exactly. Exactly, that's and exactly the point. Be Somebody's always heard come together of minds. Correct. So, in other words, in the time of the Gemara, when electricity wasn't prevalent, right? So, the, the question is when you hire an employee, what are the implied hours of work? 
right? And then uh, from dawn till dusk, you know, when, you know, when, when that's that's what's implied. The shy is do you have to leave your house ready at dawn or before dawn, and do you have to leave the work at dusk or before? And so, and that, that's going to be a discussion, but that's all irrelevant today. Nobody today will turn around and say that if you employ someone without stating the hours of work, it's going to be drastically shorter in the winter than the summer. That's ridiculous. I don't want to have such a harm in it. I state in Gemara. Say no, because, because that's what happened then in, 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 in the world as it was in the, then. And the world as it is now, that's not understood. And if you don't, I, I don't know, it used to be if you don't, then it's nine to five. I don't know if it's nine to nine or whatever. I don't know what the hours are nowadays. But, uh, maybe it depends on the area of, of work, right? But, uh, you know, some is nine till ten, but, 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 but ten a.m. But, whatever, but, but, uh, but, but, uh, you know, but, but, but whatever. So, so, so therefore, therefore, the minig is what creates the, the, the situation and this is not only in um, employment we've mentioned this before in, in schirus any schirus this is normally what happens so for example when it comes to renting right renting a, a, a properties what's what's the minig what, what's that locha is a landlord to do this or not to do this well what's the minig minastam what's the accepted practice and the accepted practice in Eretz and accepted practice are, are not the same and that's why whenever I get a shot from Eretz Yisrael sometimes I, I can't answer I don't know, go and ask a die in there, because I don't know what the minig is there, the, what's accepted responsibility of what a landlord's meant to do and what a tenant's meant to do might have no shaykh as to what a landlord and tenant's meant to do here in England. Even here in London, Manchester might not be the same, I've got no idea. Right? So there's, there's certain, often it's affected by the law, but not always. Sometimes there's certain, that's the minig in the place. Right? Some people say the minig in, the, in this area is the landlord does nothing to the apartment and you have to pay for all fixings. <laughs> Whatever, but you know. upon him, but this can only be when there's been some implied contract between the two. Any people. time one person hires another person, there is an implied contract. Okay, where, 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 uh, Shoma, where there's been some... If, if no, because I'm not talking about Shoma. What I'm saying is, even if you hire a worker, you employ someone, anyone you employ, right? Anyone you employ, there is an agreement. There's an agreement to employ. You might have had a contract, that's a separate discussion, but, but you might have had a verbal contract. Well, what I'm saying, let's say, let's say the minute in a certain place is, if you bump into other people's cars, you're Let's come on to, let's we'll have to come on to that. But that, that, the difference with that, and that's exactly the point I'm bringing out, is that's not within an agreement of terms. That's within Mazik. And Mazik's not, dicta- not, not dictated by Minik. That's what I'm saying. There's no implied, there's never been an implied contract between the people. Well, we'll see, we'll come on to that in a minute. That's where there might be Punktinero, we mentioned this once before. We'll come to that in a second, as a Chazorah. But that, that's, that's, uh, we'll come to that in a second. But normally Mazik, 100%, it's got nothing to do with Minik. Right? The Horaya, the Minig in England, if the Minig is dictated by the law, is that Amazik's higher for Hezek, including Hezek is Gromer, legally. And Halachic is not. So for example, it would be standard in the courts that if you sue someone and you win, then in certain scenarios you'll get costs or proportional costs. And Bezin you won't. Right? Why? Because we're not in, that's Gromer and you're not entitled to it. Aye, the Minig. There's not Minig, there's no, there's no Heskim here. You're not chayav because there was a agreement between two parties. You're chayav because you did an action which the Torah says you're chayav for. But say that, so how much does the Torah say you're chayav for? I, the court says you're chayav for something else. That's negev. See, goyim. We have, we've got our own shukhanok. Let's be clear. Goyim have to have dinayim. So on the Shemesh Vineyach, the chayav misa, they don't have dinayim. And we commend them for having it. It's a We live in a country which is a democracy and there's law and order because otherwise it's chas Who knows how it look? Having said that, between two yidden, we've got our own shukhanok. We've got shukhanok which says what, what, how much you chayav, how much you not chayav. Might be more, might be less. It's a completely different concept. So therefore, our Shal King. What we need to be clear on is when we're dealing with employment, 
and the liability is coming as a result of the law we need to look at in what way that will impact and affect the halacha right so now having having said that let's do let's wake myself yourselves up a little bit Employer and employee. I can't remember that. Employer and employee. That's just showing how long ago it was. When I say employer over here, I'm not talking about a person who's got a company who's employing Shimon. I'm talking about Reuben is coming along and employing Shimon in a capacity as a professional. Right? He's the Shimon is the contractor. More like a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. So Shimon is the professional. You want me to take away employee? You can describe that if it makes you. He's the cousin, right? Now, he could be an accountant, he could be a surveyor, he could be a lawyer, lawyers might be harder, but he could be a whole host of things, right? Proven is hiring Shimon. Shimon as a professional has PI cover, professional indemnity insurance. Now, the story which I'd like to talk about is where Reuben wants to come after Shimon for something which he would not be chayev necessarily in strictly speaking. Right? He wouldn't necessarily be chayev in for the damages that have happened because they're grommel. Let's first speak, maybe I should have said this before, I've given as much of the introduction as I have because it already gives away a bit, but let's just let's talk about a classic scenario where something that Shimon would not be hired for Miladzin in Shulchan Aruch, right? However, from a legal point of view, Shimon would be hired. Shimon would be hired. So Reuben wants to know: Can Reuben sue Shimon with the intention that Shimon takes from his PI insurance to pay for the damages that are done? So I'll give you a marshal, right? I'm giving this marshal without necessarily knowing, without thinking it through to know if it actually properly works for Natoya, but let's just, let's give it a, a, a marshal. Meister Shahoya. You have a, uh, builder, right? Shimon's building a house for Reuben, and he, uh, measures in the basement the, the water level for the basement. He takes off the Thames water grid, and Thames water grid says exactly how deep the water pipes uh, etc. are, and based on that assumption, he 
lays the tiling in the basement and everything else with the assumption that everything's going to be fine. Turns out that it was wrong. But the, the Thames water figures' depths are not less, are not accurate. Those in the business, however, let, let, let's leave that for now. Whether it's mamish pshi or whether it's just not mamish pshi. Bottom line is, as a result of that, the water, the drainage from the sewer, the sewage in the, in the toilets in the basement, won't go out. It won't go out. So the only thing that you can do is to rip up all the tiling, put a pump in the basement. And the pump has to pump out the sewage. This is a true story, right? So now, Reuben wants to sue Shimon and say that you need to pay not just for the cost of, uh, you know, the pipework which is did, which now we have to throw out, all the tiles, which you now have to rip up and whatever, you have to pay for all of it. Now let's say, a moment, we're not even analyzing halachic, let's say that would be called Groma. Let's say we call Groma. Indirect damage because who said when it would have been found at the time and pumped it was found now? Let's say that'd be called Groma. I'm not saying is, let's say is just for the discussion at the moment, right? So now, Reuben comes to Shimon and says, Can you pay me? Meaning, obviously, I don't expect you to pay me. I want to go after the insurance. Now, there's a few challenges that arrive in this scenario. Challenge number one is if they go to Besden with the intention of Reuben proving that Shimon's Chayev with the intention that Shimon's PI pay up, Shimon's PI will not pay up. Because they will only pay up based on a ruling of a court of law, not a ruling of Besden. They don't quite have a monosachon, as it should be. Right? But so even a formal arbitration. They will make it very clear to you, you do not have the right to give a mandate to Dayanim. Yes, because the Dayanim are passing according to the interior and they're not interested. And, and even if Dayanim are passing legally, they don't have the confidence in Dayanim. Who are they? They're not a court of law. Any, any we will only, yeah, we, we haven't signed up this arbitration. You want it to go to court. So, Shalom 1, Hilchas Akois, forget for a moment Hilchas Mazik and Hilchas Lachrayas, is does Roman have a right to take Shimon to court? Why, why is any of this relevant? Why, why is it not simply that the, the, the minute of how you employ nowadays a professional is on the task of professional so I'm, co- I'm coming to that in a second and that's why I said to you I've, I've given too much of an introduction already but, 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 but first I'm just telling you some of the shyness that revolve in such a scenario right so first of all what do we do Reuben will often come to Pezen and say can I take Schumann to, to court of course I'm not taking Schumann to court I'm taking his insurance to court but I can't take his insurance to court because I've got no contract with his insurance I have a contract with him so how it works is I take him to court and once he's in court then obviously it's insurance who handle it and they're the ones who are going to be paying. Presumably sh- sh- the couple are still going to have a loss because this premium is going to go up next year and blah 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 blah. blah. So I'm saying you know, haven't sorted the problem. Of, of, of clapping that? Yeah. Okay, you could say the part what he's going to be hired to pay through this claim, he'll be hired to in any case. So you're getting off on insurance and, and, and the rest. Okay, so, so let, let me spell out a bit more now. Let me spell come touching on already this point. Is there an implied assumption that when Reuven goes and hires Shimon who's part of a professional body and advertises as part of a professional body that if anything goes wrong I want to know I'm covered right I want to know I'm covered because that's what I'm coming to you if I take a surveyor of the house and I'm building everything based on the surveyor and if something goes wrong I need to know I'm covered otherwise I wouldn't come to you I'd go to someone who's cheaper and not qualified right or qualified but not part of a professional body so is there what we were referring to a minute ago that even though in Shulchan Aruch it might be Groma, but when you hire this Uman, he's a Uman, Shekilkil, right? 
and you're paying him. So first of all, in any case, even before we come to the implied new twin, you know, terms and conditions, even Machmas the Gemara of Uman Shekilkul, Maradin Neshulchni, you might be chayv. Except that if you look through the Sukkim Maradin Neshulchni, as we covered at the time, there's a Machalikas if you need Garmiot. Because the Roshonim who learn that in that scenario where Shimon said that the coin was fine, the Hezek was Miyad. It was Miyad because at that moment he wiped out the Choyv and finished. And if it wouldn't have been Miyad. Meaning you don't need to come onto the because kicks in and therefore by marriage in the Shulchani now those who show that marriage in the Shulchani you're only high if it's straight away and it's Bori Hazek and it's all everything was there so therefore you were looking at Koim which wasn't valid you said it was valid at that moment he's wiping out the tech you know he's relying on you ends off so it's Miyat it's Bori Hazek it's Gami you're high within Gami however if it wouldn't be Miyat and it wouldn't be Bori Hazek and the other terminology the other requirements for Gami then you wouldn't necessarily be high and here in this particular case uh, at, at that stage it was done uh, in, in this particular example maybe it was Miyad because if you would have flushed straight away you would have seen and therefore it would be known uh, laying down the tiling without doing the proper checks uh, on the sewage you know, finished the moment you do that you're going to have to rip it all up because of how you've done it so maybe in that particular marshal you wouldn't need to come on to this scenario but there are plenty of other masholim you know, a surveyor uh, surveys a house and, and he tells you it all looks good and he doesn't realize there's damp rot which doesn't come through straight away, and it comes through afterwards, or was it, was, you know, how much oversight, what, how? You got it wrong. So, in, in such a case, it might not be miyad, it might not even be gummy, it might be gomer. Do we see that it's implied and understood that if anything goes wrong, Ruben wants to be able to come after Shim? Now, if we do, excuse me, if we do that he wants to come after Shimon, is it implied that he wants to come after Shimon's insurance or Shimon personally? Well, not him personally, his company. What I mean is, you expect Shimon to have insurance. But if the insurance won't pay, are you expecting him to be hired personally? Or no, you go after a professional with the assumption he has insurance. Even a yeet with the assumption he's got insurance. If he has insurance, and they turn around and say, no, he's not hired, he's not hired, and you fight it in court, whatever, and, and you lose, then even if a bezin would think that you should be hired, he personally won't be high. Do you understand what we're saying? What is the implied terms? The implied terms are that you will have PI that I can go after. Right. So in other words, if he wouldn't have PI... If you look at normal, what are normal terms of engagement, I'll dock your third upon it's going to be limited to my... I'm going to be limited in my damages to you based on my PI. Actually, you would, you would see that. Typically, you would see that. A normal professional agreement would say in my... My liability to you is, ex- is, is, is restricted. Capped. Yeah, now love Dafka, I mean the cap, so you. Cap might have nothing to do with PI, you might be yeah, capped. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, presumably you, the professional, will set your cap toilet on your PI. But ultimately, if PIs run away, you're still, in normal terms, will say you're still McQueen. So what I'm asking is, is that if the reason why we're making Shimon Chayev for more than what he's Chayev for in our is only because it's assumed that he will have PI that you'll be able to sue. Right, so let me explain. What happens if he doesn't have PI? He's in breach. He's a professional. He should have PI. He missed the payments. His PI is lapsed. Right? His PI is lapsed. And now you're coming after him. So then you're entitled to say, 
that when I hired you, based on what we've been saying, I assume that you've got this level of coverage which will cover me if something goes wrong, and therefore you're, you're hired more. That's part of what I'm paying for. When I pay for a professional from a professional body, I'm paying for that extra achrayus. And the fact that you can't get it from insurance is not my problem. But if you have insurance, and now the insurance I'm paying, based on time shahi, do you still have a right to come after Shimon? Presumably, there's a difference between the amount you would have become originally for him. Assuming you, you couldn't go anything further, there's a there's an amount which Shimon may be chayv to al pi halacha full stop. Mm-hmm. There's a separate item which would only kick in an additional figure between the amount that he would be liable al pi halacha. Oh, the amount my chayv al pi halacha might be nothing. Might be all It might be, but it, there, there, is, there could be an amount that he chayv al pi halacha anyhow. Right. and then. Um, that would presumably not be muscle. Uh, well, it's hard. Halach is hard. Halach. So every professional should have their standards and conditions, and their standards conditions will say that we are liable to you. Think they might or might may or may not have a cap, and they may or may not have behind shoulders. Right, so we're talking about. Let's be clear. In all of these discussions from now, should I tell you otherwise? Always, right? If there's a, a, a contract between these two parties and it specifies there exactly what the liability is and isn't, then we don't need to have a ship. But even if, even if we're talking about a case where there isn't, right? It's a, it's a Hamish set up. For me, I'd have to sign the whole thing with him. Right? And, you know, what should we do? Oh, I trust him. I'll have next to the Right? So, he's part of a professional body. You're taking him on for a job that doesn't necessarily mean there's always going to be a contract. There should be, but there isn't. Take it from me. There isn't always a contract. Right? And, and, and therefore, in, in such a case, we need to know what's implied. Right? So, now we're saying. But if. But if uh, if normally with a lawyer, with a solicitor, with a surveyor, these are the normal terms. Yeah, as in this is there's not a range of terms. Like that. these are the normal terms, and the fact that he hasn't done it will be involved with Correct, correct. If that's normally the terms, and that's what you're doing, you're hiring someone who you're expecting him to have to have the achrayus, right? Now let's let's spice it up a little bit. Let's see. That Shimon's not a professional. Right? And he's not someone who you have a right to assume is a professional. Right? Not someone you have a right to assume is a professional. But, turns out he actually has insurance. He's uh, one of these real yakkers. He went out and took insurance. He's going to have legal insurance as well. He takes out some of the insurance. He's not a professional. Doesn't need to have a professional. He takes out insurance. You know who knows what. Well, I want to be covered. Now something goes wrong. So now Reuben wants to sue Shimon, or Reuben wants to sue Shimon's insurance through his insurance. And Shimon says, "I'm not going to my insurance. I'm not going to my insurance because I'm not chayiv nadin. And the fact that we legally chayiv has nothing to do with you. I'm not chayiv nadin, and therefore I'm not paying." In such a case, can Reuben be Mechayim Shimon to pay? So, so Alpi Halacha, there's nothing there. Alpi Halacha, there's nothing and, there. And Alpi didn't Halacha, so presumably there's nothing there either. Not professional. No, Alpi. Uh, uh, well, so, okay. So let me sorry, so let me let, let me let me change this somewhat, and we'll, we'll see if we come back to this one if we've got time still to do. Let me change this.
Ruins and Mafkids, Shimon Zushem Echinum. Right? Ruins and Mafkids, Shimon Zushem Echinum. Ruins deposits something with Shimon, he's meant to be looking after it. Shimon happens to have contents insurance in his house. Ruben does not know that Shimon has contents insurance in his house. Right? And it gets stolen. It gets stolen? It's standard to have. It gets stolen. Sorry? And it's not standard. It's not standard to have. No one's under any obligation to have contents insurance. And it gets stolen. Right? So now that it gets stolen, Ruben turns around and says to Shimon, Well, what happened here? He says it got stolen. Let's say Ruben believes him, he's Potter. Shimon looks at the terms of his insurance, and his insurance covers him for anything taken from his house, whether it's his or not his. Let's say there is such a policy. Let's argue theoretically for now, right? Shimon gets a payment. Again, fully within the law. We're talking about if the policy covers him not only for what's his, but any items, other items he might have in the house belong to other people as well. Assume there is such a thing for a moment. Seems to be a debate whether that is true or not true, so let's leave that for now. Whether, yeah, whether insurance will ever cover you for something which you don't have a responsibility, let's leave that for now, right? He gets the money. Going over to him. Is there a chiyuv on him to pass the money up to Ruben? Those who've heard the answer can't can't speak. Is there a chiyuv on Shimon to pass the money up to Ruben? He's accepted it. He's in his bank. Yeah. Uh, he went to the insurance and said, "This." Is it being paid for having done the shmir? No. You're asking a separate question. First of all, we're talking about shemichinam here. He's a shemichinam. No. If you be shemisoch, he'd be have nothing to do with insurance. I know, but by accepting payment, because he has been a shemichinam, yes, he has changed his status. No. Why not? No. Tell me why not. Not from the Bainim. It's nothing to do with the Bainim whatsoever. First of all, his benefit came after it's gone and he's no longer liable. So to make him now Chayim Afreya be very hard. What, what we once had was an interesting Shailin in a, in a serious success a long time ago. Uh, the other scenario where a, a Shaykhitz was only being paid for the for one part of the animals that he shechted which were kosher and he was reckless in certain ones and therefore those ones became treif and the shayla was was he a shame of on those ones because the mafreya he doesn't get paid for those ones he only gets paid from the kosher parts of the kosher ones right mm-hmm. or do you say that since he's walking away with something from the bailim that's for everything, kosher and trade. That, that was a separate. That was the reverse of what you're suggesting, right? That's where he was meant to get paid and didn't, as a result of his illness. And we've discussed this before. Uh, whether Shemir gets paid for, uh, for the if it, if it gets stolen on his watch and it's possible, get, until then he's done the Shemir, he would get paid. If he's chayv and then that we come fairly recently. But he's a Shemir chilam, and this Hanor 
A is not coming from Ruven and B is coming after the whole story is finished insurance is surely to compensate um, the person who takes it out for the loss which he has suffered so, so again you are, you are, so you're asking a question that the insurance shouldn't be paying in the first place and you might be right I'm mm-hmm. hypothesizing now that the policy would cover him for all items in his possession at the time of the theft whether they're his or not his yeah, the insurance case, company might be making an assumption that, that he might have to pass that money yeah. up or not but that's, that's an irrelevant assumption they're paying that money they're not making they're not stipulating we're giving you this money for the owner they're giving him the money for the, all the items in his house again we're hypothesizing we don't know if such a thing would happen in real life in insurance but let's say it would right so he's done nothing we're not suggesting anyone doing insurance fraud he's stated the facts as they are this computer wasn't mine it was in my house it belonged to my cousin and it was stolen and this is the cost of my computer this is the cost of my thing that got stolen whatever it is insurance pay out for everything on the list in other words they're saying that an insurance is saying we don't care whether you've got to compensate him or not correct well they're not saying we don't care they're not telling him that you have to pass on they're saying we will compensate for everything that went missing from your house yeah, uh, again we'll keep saying it that's what they're saying they're not saying we don't care but they're not saying we do care they're saying this is a you told us about all the items in your house and we have paid out for all the items in your house including one which you said is not yours if they would say that uh, say if they would say lots of things they didn't they're not saying anything this is what they're saying they're saying we're paying for the items in your house I can't see and, and, so you, and, and it's not in any way directed to our Yodah Fech Shayinah Shalai so I've, I've been there now have I been Yodah Fech Shayinah yeah but ultimately I've been there now from your Chayfetz have I? yeah have I? I've been there have I? the Chayfetz went before I had any Anah no, no, no. I've been there now for the fact that your Chayfetz was no, in my Rishos after it was in my Rishos let's say he had a new for old insurance policy so he got a tatty old sofa he was looking after, worth a hundred pounds, and he got stolen, and so he gets a nice thousand pound new sofa for it. Yeah. You'd have no hover minute, you'd have to pay the whole thousand pounds, would you? So mindset, I think the, the, the relationship he has with his insurance is entirely between him and his insurer. As you say, Rubin had no expectation that he was insured, and I can't see any liability towards Rubin. Okay. Any, any, any discerning opinions? I think there's something, something ethically wrong by the liberty for somebody else. Not that And if I don't, I don't think this, well, may not have the possible for it, but it's something ethically wrong for somebody else. We've got a couple of minutes. Pass this round because I have to put Gubby a little bit out of his room. <laughs> The Mishnah we've learned before. Mishnah Mafkit Lamont Hemel Base. Says the Mishnah. We'll do it quickly and we'll do it again properly next week. So Reuven rents, sorry, Shimon rents a cow from Reuven. Right? He rents it. And he lends it to Levi. And it dies of natural causes. So let's just be clear. Reuven has rented it to Shimon. Right? When you rent something, you're part of Moinsim. Shimon has lent it to Levi. Levi is borrowing it as a shoyal. He's higher for Insim. And it dies, which is an Oinus. Says the Mishnah. Shimon makes a sure to Reuven that it died of natural causes. And the shoyal, which is Levi, will then pay Shimon. Why? 
because Levi is chayav to pay because he was a shoyel and he died on his watch. He's chayav to pay. Shimon is not chayav to pay Reuven because Shimon is only a shemes tochan and he's not chayav to pay. And therefore, you have a scenario where Reuven owns the cow. Shimon is potter from paying Reuven, and Levi pays Shimon, and Shimon walks away with the profit. Sound familiar? Says the Mishnah on Rabbi Yosi. Ketzad, Gabi, listen to these words. Ketzad, sounds something ethically wrong. Does make sense? How can you make a profit of Yenna's cow? Give back the par, which obviously doesn't mean the par, means it's a me par to the bainim. You have to give back the me par to the bainim. Correct. I'm not. I'm not saying it's exactly the same as this. I'm. I'm. I'm helping Gabi put into words his hargasha. Are we passing out basically? We passing out basically. You can see that in Mishwat on basically. We passing out basically. Right. Now Yossi is saying a point which which that that Chorinim bring up that that's in the end of the day you can't compare. Here the money is being paid because of of of, of the, the 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 fact you paid the policy. However, however, in this case of the missioner, in this case of the missioner, you paid to rent it. And then you gave it away for free. Yeah. Why did you give it away for free? Yeah. You're losing money. Right? You're losing money to get the extra liability from a shoyal. I'm not saying that's why you're doing it, but that's what you do. That's a ramification of your loss of money is that the person you're giving it to will be more liable than you're liable. Yeah. Right? So it's not, it's not in Gantz and Mufka from what we're talking about here. He lends out with permission, I presume. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Right? So it's not 100% 100 miles away. Well, we have to see in the next year is Gabi made the ha'ara that, that, that it doesn't sound right, and Melvin said that, 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 that well that's that's not halacha necessarily. So what we need to understand is what is Rabbi actually saying here? It doesn't it's not right? It's not right. It's not. It's not fair that you should make money on his cow. Beautiful, but in Shulchan Aruch we need to be able to put it down to a, a, a concept in halacha. This sounds like a not fair is what kids say in the playground, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as I tell my kids, life isn't always fair, right? It isn't deal with it, right? But 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 what, what's got to do with halacha? Why why is it not fair? We've done the math. Shemesacha, sorry, soicha, shoyel, it adds up. It's very fair. Why is it not fair? What does it mean? It's not fair. Even if even if you're right, it's not fair. How does that entitle Reuven to get money which should belong to Shimon? We've got to come up with the svara. So what we have to see in the next year is what the Svara is. And once we see what the Svara is, then we have to realize, work out, does it apply to this case or not? Is there a comparison to here or not? So you might be right, that here it's not fair, and here it's not fair. But whether the, the lack of fairness in the two is the same and equates to the same halacha, that we have to see in the next week. Let's go.